Hi there, this is Stuart McKee, host of Musicians FAQ Podcast. Please join me weekly where we have music and chat with some of Canada's hottest artists. California by Katie Topham. Man, I just love that song. Katie just happens to be my very special guest this week. My name is Stuart McKee, and this is Musicians FAQ. My guest this week possesses a beautifully unique voice that is as real and authentic as the song she sings. Powerful and poetic stories of love, life, and everything in between. Her solo acoustic shows are intimate, nuanced, and engaging. She has played several big festivals, and she was selected for the CCMA Songwriter Showcase in 2012 and the Virtual Diamonds in the Rough Showcase in 2020. She released her first EP with fame producer Rick Hutt in 2014, and she is now set to release her first full-length album this year. I am so thrilled to welcome to Musicians FAQ, Katie Topham. Okay, so joining me on Musicians FAQ this week, it's Katie Topham. Katie, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. 
Oh, my pleasure. Excited to have you here. Uh, we were just chatting a little bit before the show. We had a whole lot of time to do some pre-show chatting, but uh, you and I had known each other from previous lives when you were beer repping and I was uh, managing a bar. And that's this when we, true. yeah, so that's when we first met. And it was funny because of probably not more than 10 minutes into our conversation as you were kind of showcasing your products and we were getting to know each other, you mentioned music as a, as a passion, as a hobby and something you were doing on the side. And I'm like, Hey, me too. And then we discovered that, you know, Oh, you're Jamie Warren's daughter. I actually knew your dad 30 years ago before you were yeah. born, but uh, I didn't know him well, but I mean, him and uh, some friends would come out and jam with us occasionally when I think I was just kind of when he was launching his career. And now that's taken off. And now as you're getting your career going, um, it seems to be on a pretty uphill trajectory as well. You've released some, some killer songs over the last couple of years and, uh, You've been co-writing with some fantastic people, and I'm just excited to get a chance to talk with you. Oh, thank you so much. That's uh, that's oh, you're making me feel real good. Um, yeah, no, it was it was really great when we first met to to learn that we had that musical connection, and it and it's cool that that's kind of come for full circle, and we're working together now, which uh, that's I think that's awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, yeah, I'm really excited to talk to you today too. This is going to be a lot of fun. Okay, good. Well, like what I want to do is go right back to the very beginning, sort of, you know, where you were born, where you grew up, what your childhood was like, what kind of music was around in your life that kind of steered you into this, uh, this career that you're on now. Sure. Okay. Wow. My childhood started at the beginning. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I was, I was actually, I was born in Kitchener. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm from here. Um, and uh, I, I've never really lived anywhere else. Um, I lived in Barrie for a short period of time when I went to college. But other than that, I've always lived here. Um, when did music start becoming a part of my life? I mean, it always really has been. My, As you said, my dad is Jamie Warren, who's a country musician. And so I've kind of always been surrounded by music um, with the different artists who would come over and write with my dad and stay with us when different things were happening in town or you know they were recording with Rick Hutt at the studio so they were staying with dad and uh so it was, it was cool growing up around that much music um my grandparents my dad's parents were also very musical as well they were both really musical in the church um the the first person actually to teach me anything on, on guitar before my dad even did was my grandfather my dad's oh, wow. father yeah. um he taught me to play uh, you are my sunshine Nice. On guitar. Yeah. And so, yeah, I was always surrounded by a lot of music. Um, the I, I've been asked this question in interviews before, and I, I, I think it's everybody always finds it interesting when I tell them that I was never really forced to play an instrument or anything like nobody ever made me go to lessons. And, right. You know, I, I almost kind of wish they had. Um, but because maybe I'd be Jimi Hendrix by now. You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> regardless. Um, I, it was, it was a genuine love for music. Like just watching my dad do what he did. I, I knew from a really young age that this is what I wanted to do. I, I, I had this plan since I was a child that this is what I was going to do for, with my life. I was going to, I was going to sing in front of people for a living and, uh, and that was that. So. That's interesting because that's usually one of the questions I kind of get to down the road a bit, um, you know, <laughs> as people are talking about their teenage years and, and kind of when they really start getting into music and, you know, at what point did you make that decision? But in a few cases, people just really just knew from the start. I mean, that's I crazy. I like I did from when I was a kid, you know, I, I've, I wanted to perform since I was a little kid. I was involved in, I, I grew up going to, going to Catholic school. Um, and, and my grandparents did the, the church thing. And, and so I sang in my grandmother's choir, um, at the church in Hanover every Christmas. Um, and I grew up going to St. Agatha school and I was in the, the Christmas pageants every year. And anytime there was a talent show, I would sing for that. And I think the first time, the first time I ever performed live, I was actually eight or nine years old. Um, I have, I have a picture of it. I know that the audience can't see, but maybe you can see. Yeah. Well, cool. I, I have a picture of the first time I ever performed. It was at Lulu's actually. No way. Um, and Jason Berry uh, had a show happening at Lulu's uh, a yeah. matinee that afternoon. So kids were allowed to come and my dad had brought me and they had recently just discovered that I could sing. And so they, they brought me up on stage and they, they <laughs> asked me to sing and I sang, the Dixie Chicks tonight, the heartaches on me. And uh, at the end of the song, everybody said encore. And I said, I'm sorry, I don't know any more songs. <laughs> it's the only one. <laughs> 
but uh yeah and then like i don't know i remember i remember uh singing an original song acapella at a talent show at school when i was 12 so yeah i i pretty much have always known that this is what i want to do <laughs> that's amazing well i mean you could have broken out i guess you are my sunshine as your encore that would uh you know oh hey there you go i didn't even think of that see yeah. well and it's funny i mean i i mean i love that song i used to sing it every night to my to my son when he was just young and and you know and still do occasionally if he's struggling to get to sleep some nights I'll, I'll go in and we'll sing some songs and things like that um so yeah it is sweet i mean it's just funny how songs like that become timeless um and i always thought there's just kind of those basic verses but i've unearthed you know over the years that the full versions like it's an old kind of country tune that goes way back i mean and there's like endless verses for that song it is, and it's <laughs> actually it's a little bit sad too yeah it's actually yeah, yeah it's it, it's quite a lovely song yeah, there you go. So now you mentioned an original song that you had done a cappella. So how early were you writing songs? I want to say, excuse me. I want to say that I probably started writing when I was about 11, I would imagine. Um, I had, I had a shoebox that I kept, um, a, a bunch of pieces of, of paper that I had collected over the years, uh, all through my teenage years as well, um, of just different pieces of poetry and things I wrote. That's another thing is I actually, I, I believe I started writing poetry before I started writing anything else. Poetry was always uh, something that I really enjoyed. And I, I actually ended up going to uh, Laurier for English and oh, cool. I studied a lot of poetry when I went to university. So yeah, I was going to ask, I'm always interested and in, you know, if people started out writing lyrics or writing poems and then they kind of segued into music and goes into the whole songwriting process too. And maybe that's something we can touch on for you. Do you have kind of a process when you're writing the songs? Does it start with the lyrics or are you kind of doing that country tradition now where you get the title and you kind of work back from the chorus or the hook? Or I mean, what is it? Or is it all different all the time? Honestly, for me, I think it's, there's probably a bit of a base. Like, I mean, as I've, okay, let me start over with that. When I was younger, I think it always started with with the lyrics and 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 kind of a and I think anytime I'm coming up with lyrics there's always a bit of a tune in my head if that makes any sense. Um and as I learned to play guitar more skillfully as I got older then it became, you know, the the lyrics and the bit of a tune in my head and very quickly there was music involved because I was able to accompany myself to do that and so I kind of as I've as I've built my my skill set, now I can layer the lyrics and the music. Right. And and kind of as as I'm doing that writing session, whether it just be with myself or with somebody else, you know, we can talk about okay, well, you know, when we when we get to the bridge here and we want to talk about X, Y, and Z, how do we want it to sound? How do we want it to feel? And, and, and I think that has just been a, a growth process from just knowing that I wanted to write to knowing that I wanted to write and play to knowing that I wanted to write and play and record and release. Mm -hmm. yeah. Cool. Now, do you tend to write kind of autobiographically or there's stories or observations, um, you know, or based on characters and people in your life or is it again all kind of different things that inspire the lyrics and the work and the titles and the tunes i definitely tend to write autobiographically um i i think with some of my new stuff i'm trying to like the stuff i'm working on now that i haven't played for anybody yet i'm i'm trying to branch out a little bit um i i really have always been interested in writing a bit more of a story song you know a right. uh, a fancy if you will um, so, something like that, um, because those songs have always fascinated me. But I, I would say I just I've tended to write autobiographically throughout my life. Um, but I think that's always what I've written best. So. Right. Now, what about um, siblings or on maybe on your mom's side of family? There's music there as well, or musicians, singers, songwriters. Are you kind of is it kind of just grandpa, dad, and you down the line? So um, on. I don't really know if anybody is super well super musical necessarily um well, i guess kind of on my mom's side so <laughs> interestingly enough i don't know if you know who mark deneen is uh the name sounds extremely familiar I'm so sure he's, I do. he's a really talented musician and he's actually my uncle but not by blood so my okay. mom's sister 
um, actually married Mark Deneen, who she met through my dad. So my uncle is also musical, um, and their children are quite musical as well. So it's it's a, Christmas uh, is always a lot of fun. Um, and uh, my brother is super talented as well. My brother's my brother goes by JSJ in his musical career, and he has he has released all kinds of different music. You should if anybody listening, you should really check him out on Spotify. He's really great. And so now, obviously, your dad coming from country and there's some country influences and in, in some of the things that you're writing and some of the people that you're writing with and friends, Jesse T and and Carrie, is it Carrie DeMeyer, Carrie DeMeyer, am I pronouncing? Carrie DeMeyer. Carrie DeMeyer. Um, is country always kind of been at the root of everything or has there been all sorts of different music? I mean, what were the first songs and artists and bands that inspired you? You mentioned doing the Dixie Chicks on stage at Lulu's. So was it kind of always the country road or was there other things prior and along the way that shaped things? I think it definitely started with country. Um, I, I think because that was what primarily was played in my house. Um, and, and I did really, I, I did really love the Dixie Chicks. And when I was young, they were quite an inspiring um, writing influence for me. Um, like, especially because they had a lot of songs about, you know, leaving and playing and being free, like uh, ready to run wide open spaces, um you know tunes like that that just really kind of as a as a young as as a young hippie i really thought that 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 was the life for me you know and so those songs really spoke to me but as i got a little bit older i kind of started developing my own music tastes and i i've always loved country i i still do obviously um but i was huge into uh punk music and ska music and hard rock and uh, soft rock and uh you name it i I, I had I had bright pink hair in high school and I was obsessed with a number of punk bands. Um, I as as my dad would call it my angry music. Um, he would he would let me listen to it in the car, but for only a period of time because, as he said, eventually it was uh, making him making him anxious. Right. Um, and, <laughs> and and I still listen to that music. Like the Used is one of my favorite bands, and and, and when I'm having a day, I will go for a drive uh, without my toddler and uh listen to that very very loudly so no i have i have many different musical influences um i also have always been very influenced by tom petty um tom petty was always an artist that i have really loved and i absolutely love his writing um our lady peace is one of my favorite bands i've i've actually i've seen them a number of times and met them a couple times um and uh stevie nicks and Joni mitchell are two women who are just astounding to me yeah, so yeah. yeah some other some other lists of musical influences for you i guess yeah. <laughs> some days we turn diamonds into coal we come in hot and angry hurling words over our shoulders all our grace is gone but there is still even when the overwhelm, the undertow Just don't want to let us go Well, maybe you and I, we know the truth It's not about the words that leave the safety of our lips It's jam, burn and hurt way worse Than all the stones and sticks It's the knowing you're not going Even when our times get hard It's what happens in the space
That was The Hurtin' in the Heart by Katie Topham, co-written with Carrie DeMayer. It's beautiful. Yeah, you can't go wrong there. I mean, I mean, you know, Tom Petty, I think, is so universal. It really doesn't matter what genre of music that you like or listen to. I think his stuff just works Tom everything. Awesome. I, mean, I mean, when I first started getting into him, he was almost considered new wave or kind of, you know, alternative rock or punk rock. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's just great songwriting, truly. Really. And then, of course, Stevie yeah, Nicks. Yeah. Um, and it's funny, I was just talking to somebody about Joni Mitchell. I mean, she comes up so much now. And I mean, obviously she's 80 years old and there's been anniversaries of some of her amazing albums. Um, mm. But it's, it, it's, it's somebody I never, I still don't overly embrace or find accessible. I have tons of respect for her and there's a lot of her songs I like. Uh, but I remember, uh, I think it was Brandy Carlisle was talking about how she got into her later too. And I think a lot of it, as I just talked in the previous interview with John, is a lot of people dismiss people because said, well, you know, name five songs by that artist and really have to dig in on people. Um, but I mean, her stuff was just so brilliant and her guitar playing and those open tunings and things were just incredible as well. But it's funny when you talk about the angry music and, you know, there's a band called the Heartbreakers, not Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers, but a punk band called the Heartbreakers from the 70s. And they're kind of my go to when I'm having one of those days and just crank the crap out of that stuff. I can't roll the windows nice. down, though, because they're the, the only album is a live album and there's a lot of expletives that pop out. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, and, and it's actually kind of funny as as I got older um, in my 20s and stuff, I, I actually discovered the Grateful Dead in, yeah. my, in, in my mid 20s. And. Um, I, I have a Grateful Dead tattoo now, actually. Oh, wow. And, and I traveled to Chicago to see their last show in Soldier Field uh, when awesome. the lead guitarist of Fish played in place yep. of, yeah, in place of Jerry Garcia. Um, and, uh, yeah, that was, I stayed on a farm with a bunch of hippies from all over the states. Oh, and, man. oh, yeah, that was, that was a really cool four days. Yeah. Yeah. I always regret I never saw them. I mean, I'm, I'm a huge Dylan fan and my wife and I were in New York years ago and Dylan and the dead were playing just across the river in New Jersey. Oh, cool. And, you know, if we'd stayed through the weekend, we could have saw the show at Meadowlands, but, uh, but we didn't. So I never got to see them. And I did want to go see them reformed with, um, with John Mayer. And then again, with Trey Anastasia, um, I've seen fish in concert, which is very similar to kind of a dead experience, I guess. But, uh, and it's funny, I just bought my first Grateful Dead t-shirt a few weeks ago. I got, or actually over, cool. over Christmas. I bought it for myself for Christmas. <laughs> it was really cool to see them play with Trey Anastasio. And it would, uh, I would absolutely love to see Dead and Company with, uh, with John Mayer. That's, yeah. uh, ooh, I, I love me some John Mayer. He's, uh, he's quite the guitar player. He is. Well, you know, and I kicked myself because when they first went around, they were playing just a little concert hall kind of tour like there's playing a place down in buffalo is like 600 seats and i mean uh 35 bucks a ticket and something like that and i we were gonna go and then something came up and bumped us and of course and then the next time around now they're kind of getting pretty pretty big and playing the larger venues and things like that but uh yeah mayor's pretty cool um you know i always joke that there's not much difference between me and john mary just looks better he's younger he sings better he's got a you know He's, he writes better songs. He's a better guitar player, but essentially we're the, <laughs> essentially, essentially we're the same, same guy. guy yeah. <laughs> um, so, so kind of fast forward then. So you get to the point, I mean, you knew at a, at a young age, this is what you want to do. You're writing songs, you're playing guitar. You're, are you playing other instruments? You write on other instruments or are you strictly a guitar player? I, I'm a guitar player. I, I played, I played the trumpet in high school and I still have one. Um, I, I don't ask me to play it for you. It doesn't sound good. Um, (laughs) I I asked for one for Christmas a couple years ago thinking I could still play that. Oh no, you, you forget. Um, so, (laughs) so I own a trumpet. Um, I actually, I have a couple hand drums that I really like to play and and sometimes we'll, we'll 
play on stage if somebody else is playing guitar but uh cool. now i'm at this point i'm a guitar player yes nice. and andrew do you have a band as well or are you mostly just playing acoustically or kind of I, at this point, am just playing by myself, but as things get a little bit bigger and I'm able to get larger gigs, I do have some lovely uh, musician friends who have played on my album. And uh, like Jeremy Williams, uh, who's a brilliant guitar player, who's played on a bunch of my songs, pretty much all of them. Um, he's played a couple shows with me when I've done duos. Um, nice. And uh, yeah, I would definitely get Jeremy to play with me. I've got a few different friends who accompany me from time to time who I could put into a band if I needed. Cool. Um, and so what do you prefer as far as songwriting, writing on your own or co-writing, or is it kind of just all of it's great? I mean, is there a certain, is there a different process when you're writing on your own versus when you're writing with somebody else? I really like co-writing. Um, I really like bouncing ideas off of somebody else and kind of getting, getting the input of somebody. I, I find that when I write by myself, I can get very... How do I say this? Um, I can get very in my own head and sometimes yeah. I'll, I'll write something and, and, you know, I'll show it to somebody later and they'll go, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> and, and not that it's necessarily a bad thing. I mean, like train got away with that a lot of the time. Sure. Um, they, they brilliant lyricists. Um, and, and so I, I find that it's a little bit different when I write by myself. I get a little bit deeper when I'm by myself, I think. Um, I, I do have a few songs. I've never actually released anything that I've written all by myself. And I do have a couple songs that I have written alone that I, I'm really hoping to release. Um, maybe not on this upcoming album, but my next one. Um, I would say the process is definitely different for sure. I get a little bit deeper by myself. It's a lot quieter for sure. Um, and But I really enjoy co-writing. It's a lot of fun. Nice. Good. Well, I look forward to hearing some of the stuff that you've done just on your own, but yeah, the co-writing, I mean, you, there's some amazing songs that you've got out so far um, and some brilliant people that you're working with. And I think you're right. I mean, sometimes it's good to have that other person in the room just to kind of edit and keep you focused and keep you on track. Cause sometimes an idea can sound great and you're very insulated and then you get out there with the idea and people are like, what the crap? And you're like, yeah, I <laughs> exactly. Like, oh yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. And it's hard to stand back from your own work. And I mean, I try to to do that sometimes and let stuff sit for a day or two and then go back and, oh yeah, no, I should change that line or this yeah. needs to, but much easier with somebody in the room. Although I guess you have to have that, um, that trusting relationship too, because then some people get very, like I know talking to, to, to Matt Whitinger and he mentioned um, and during the interview that he's just not very good at the co-writing thing. He, you know, because he always feels like, well, they might not like my idea and then, you know, it's not going to work. So <laughs> like he's, but he's, you know, I mean, to each his own. And I, I'm kind of a little from column A and column B. I mean, I've got some people I co-write with and then I've tried it with other people and it, and it just doesn't work. And so. Um, I totally get that. I've also found that as I've become a better guitar player over the years, mm -hmm. um, it, it's been, I've enjoyed writing by myself more yeah, um, yeah. because, because I can give more, more input <laughs> to, <laughs> to my own writing session that I used sure. to be able to like musically. So, so yeah. So I don't know. I think if, I think it depends on a lot of factors for me, but, uh, but no, I do enjoy co-writing quite a bit. I also, I co-write with Carrie DeMayer a lot and we've been, writing together for a really really long time um and that's a really trusting friendship as well so so i think that that's that that's a huge part of the reason i like co-writing is the amount that i write with carrie and and other people who are really close to me who i trust sure that yeah, makes all the difference yeah and i think it is partly a growth stage too as you gain more confidence and kind of explore things and you will tend to want to do things on your own. I mean, even, even referencing back to Tom Petty where, you know, he kind of did those albums that were not necessarily Tom Petty and the Heartbreakers. They were just Tom Petty or, you know, working with the Wilburys or whoever. I think it's, but you can always come back to where you were too. I, I think people get too dug in on it's all or nothing and then egos or insecurities get in the way. So it's nice that you have those, those relationships that you can count on and, um, but still kind of move out on your own if you want as well. So. Yeah, I guess it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so upcoming events, upcoming, we talked a little bit before the show, we were trying to figure out the timing of the show. So we're not promoting something that's in the past, but uh, what do you got that you want to talk about uh, upcoming releases, upcoming shows? 
Well, so the next show I will have um, will be April 10th at the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville. It'll be my first time doing one of those shows, and I'm super excited about it. Fantastic. Um, and in terms of upcoming projects, I mean, um, I'm hoping by the time this airs, there will be more shows coming up, and I'm sure there will. Um, I've, uh, I've got all my, my, my socials that everybody can check, and my, my website connects to all of them, which is katietopham.ca. Um, and, uh, upcoming projects, I'm, I'm trying to release some sort of physical material before the end of 2022. The goal is spring, summer. I, I know I said that last year, but then we got locked down obviously more than we thought we were going to. And right. that kind of, that prevented a few things from happening. So I thought it best to wait till this year. Um, so once it's warmer outside and I can have a cooler party, um, I'm, I'm going to release something. I, in terms of the number of songs, I'm not sure whether it'll be an EP or a full album yet, but there will be something to, uh, to purchase and hopefully some fun swag and such, uh, come spring, summertime. <laughs> nice. Nice. I'm looking forward to that for sure. Ashes fall on my kitchen floor I just don't care anymore Blowing smoke I'll take one last try Then crush this thing out nice and slow song was called put you out by katie topham all right as we kind of uh, near the hour um and want to wind things down and we're gonna wrap things up with the 10 questions that were uh, made famous on the actor's studio by james lipton and originally developed it. by bernard pivo so y'all ready yes i'm so excited right, I love so there it's not rapid fire there's no timer on the clock but uh, <laughs> we'll just kind of go through this as you uh, whatever you're feeling so uh katie what is your favorite word I would say my favorite word would be genuine. What is your least favorite word? Stupid. <laughs> yes. I mean, used in terms of people use it too much or it's an insult or ignorant or. I was brought up. So, so that was one thing my parents, that, that was a big thing of my parents. They, they always taught me stupid was a bad word. You don't ever call anyone stupid. And, and, and that was like, specifically, you don't call people stupid. 
and it, it doesn't matter how you feel about that person you don't call them stupid right and 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 so for for me that was that was a big no growing up i could i was allowed to say a lot of things but stupid wasn't one of them and and i still to this day as an adult i i, I think that's really important is is there can you know and, and even with ideas too i mean everybody's got ideas and they've got them for a reason i just i just yeah. don't particularly think it's a useful word if that makes any sense I agree 100%. And, it, and it's funny, as it applies to songwriting, I mean, obviously, there's kind of that adage of, you know, if you don't like an idea that somebody presented, you can say, well, that's a good idea, but have you considered this or how about this? And I think exactly. if we all talk that way around the world, we probably wouldn't have half the problems that we did or yeah, do. <laughs> um, all right. What turns you on creatively, spiritually, emotionally, any or all three? Openness, I think, probably covers all three of those questions. Yeah. Perfect. We need more of that as well. And what turned you off? Narcissism. Yeah. <laughs> just just straight up narcissism. I hate it. I can't get over it. Yep. There you go. Uh, favorite curse word? Fuck. Yeah. A good one. I, I I use it far too much. I'm I'm working on that one. My my kid's gonna be two in April, and he's oh. he he just started talking a little bit more, and um he hasn't repeated a bad word yet, but I have a feeling it's coming because my husband and I have not been able to shut it off. So wish us yeah. luck. Yeah, yeah. And then it becomes a blame game. I mean, our son's first word <laughs> was definitely some a phrase that I was using a lot, and the minute we heard him utter it, um, and I think he was maybe a little bit older than your son, maybe about three or four. Yeah. And my wife just said, that was you. And I said, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what sound or noise do you love? Uh, wind uh, in the trees and in the water. Ooh, cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, can, I can picture it already. Very good imagery. Uh, what sound or noise do you hate? Sirens. Like on yeah. fire trucks, ambulances, police cars. Those like siren horns that people do at the, that megaphones that play sirens, they all hurt yeah. my ears and I hate them. Yeah, yeah it's, it's disturbing for sure. <laughs> um, what profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Um, either independent facilitation, which was something I was actually planning to look into start doing uh, after my son was born. But then the opportunity to release some music came to me and I thought, oh, well, I'll release something and I don't think anything will stick. And then it did. So now I'm doing the music thing and I'm, I'm very happy I am doing it. Um, and I'm glad that it's going well. But independent facilitation is something that I've always been really interested in. Um, either that or something related to gardening. Right. Very good. Yeah. Uh, what profession would you not like to do? I don't want to go to space. I don't no. want to be an astronaut. <laughs> no, I, I, my, my husband always chuckles at me when, when people bring up space, They're like, Oh, how cool would it be to go to space? I'm like, I don't want to go to space. And everybody thinks I'm crazy. Like, how cool would that be? And I'm like, no. Have you ever heard how? Have you ever heard how you have to poop in space? Space just seems really uncomfortable, <laughs> and I don't want to go there. And it looks terrifying. Have yeah. you ever seen movies where people are in space? Somebody always dies. I don't want to go to space. So uh, no, I don't want to be an astronaut. I know people are hoping I'll become an astronaut because um, I'd be <laughs> great at it. But no, I'm sorry, I'm not going to do it. Well, there's enough of them out there. Uh, it's funny though. I mean, I'm always envious of it, and I always think, "Oh, the view would be so amazing." But yeah, I'm I'm with you 100. percent We're just watching one of those uh, internet videos. My son and I were. They show how you had to wash your hair in space and things like that. It's just it's crazy. It's like ah, it's just, it just doesn't look fun. I think no. uncomfortable. You're right. Uncomfortable is exactly I think how it would be. Yeah, and I don't like being uncomfortable, so I don't want to go to space. Very good. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? Ah, you tried your hardest and you're a really good mom. Yes. Very good. Well, I, I, I don't know how you are as a mom, but I know that you're brilliant as an artist. And, uh, and my impressions of you are as a person would lead me to believe that you're a fantastic mom. So I think you're on the right track. Thank you very much, my friend. My pleasure. Uh, and I got a couple other questions I wanted to ask. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm sure. just curious. I mean, because you grew up in a musical household with, mm. you know, famous um, musicians and things. Right? So, who were who were the people who was there was there one person that really impressed you more than any other i mean brushes with greatness was there anybody that you encountered where you know maybe dad was jealous with suddenly that <laughs> i know exactly how to answer this question <laughs> um okay so <clears throat> there was a 
<clears throat> a certain male country artist named Jason McCoy, who uh, I was just obsessed with as a child. Um, so, so Jason not only not only did I love Jason's music, but he also he was friends with my dad, and so when he would come to stuff like Jason was always he was an awesome guy, and he was super nice to me, and he would like hang out with me, and um, so at one point I was I believe I was like I think I was the president of his fan club or something <laughs> or a, ch a chapter of his fan club or uh -huh. something. There was there was an article about me. Of, do you remember that? There was like a magazine they used to send out. It was the country music magazine, I think. Yeah. And it was like a little, a little, just a little, a little paper magazine they used to send out monthly. And I was on the cover of that. Um, or there was at least an article about me being part of Jason's fan club. So, yes. Um, and that, yeah, that's that's really. I, I still talk to Jason. So that's that's a really <laughs> cool one. Yeah. I, I awesome. Jason McCoy is a wonderful human being, but he definitely was very impressive to me uh, growing up. And uh, and actually. Um, Beverly Mahood, um, Giselle, and Stacy Lee Gousset were were all very uh, impressive to me growing up as well. They were in a band at the time called Lace when I was right. young, okay. and uh, both really power. All three of them really powerful, beautiful, amazing female singers. Um, who all whom I still know. Uh, so yeah, those 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 are people who stand out to me for sure. That's awesome. Uh, Stacey Lee actually uh, sang on one of my songs, too. I got her to do a guest vocal uh, on one of my songs on my album. So that was oh, pretty nice. thrilling. Uh, a song uh, called Walking Away. Um, oh, cool. And we'd originally, yeah, so she does just some beautiful harmonies on there. And it's, it's really amazing. So, oh, very uh, cool. Yeah, Stacey's to... a, a beautiful singer. Yeah, yeah she really is. Um, favorite concert? Or would that be uh, Jason McCoy as well? Or is there a... <laughs> Um, actually, honestly, I, I think the coolest show, well, hmm. so I think maybe it's a tie. So when I went to see the Grateful Dead, I didn't actually have tickets to the show. I just went to Chicago and I stayed oh. on this farm that these people owned. It was like a horse farm. It was beautiful. And they actually pay-per-viewed the show and displayed it on the inside of the barn. And it was humongous. So I got oh, to watch wow. it. like, And they had lasers and a smoke show. So that was a pretty cool concert, even though it wasn't live. That would um, be amazing. But <laughs> it was pretty neat. Um, in terms of actual concerts that I was actually physically at, um, I saw Paul McCartney uh, once. Yeah. And that was a really great show. He sang for three hours straight without stopping. And like he was insanely sweaty and he still sounded awesome. And I just, yeah, I, I love Paul McCartney. That was a good show. Yeah. He's amazing. I just I noticed he's gearing up for a tour. I'm kind of tempted to go see him again. Um, yeah. That was a, that was a mind boggling one for me too. And it, it was cool because uh, I went with my girlfriend at the time, but I also got to bring my parents and, you know, Beatles were one of the Beatles, Elvis are kind of those crossover points with us. I mean, otherwise they're into a lot of, you know, big band and old, old music, which I love too, but I was more of a rock pop guy. And so the Beatles were kind of our overlapping connection. My mother's favorite song was long and winding road, which he played that night, which was fantastic. So, yeah, was... I, I went to the Beatles with both my parents too. And the funny thing about that is they were, they, they were divorced when we all went like they, oh, they're, cool. just cause they they're friends obviously. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, I, I went with both my parents too. It was it was a really cool night. It was a lot of fun. That's really neat. Yeah. Um, and and last question I've got. I'm curious. Where do you see yourself in five years? Oh geez. Well, what day is it? Um. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, that is. I I really hope like here, but with more money. Um. Yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> That's a beautiful answer. <laughs> Um, that's brilliant. Yeah, honestly, basically, that's my answer. As silly as that sounds, I no, it's not silly I at all. Am, I spent a number of years in my twenties, uh, kind of messed up. I have an interesting past personally, and I, I'm doing really well now. I've I, I I love my husband. My son is awesome. Um, we've you know I, I like my house. I like living in Kitchener. I I like where we are. I, I really don't. I don't have a lot of complaints. Um, I, I'm really glad that I get to play music for a living. But obviously, you know, the, the economy is really funny right now. Uh, COVID's made everything really funny. Um, you know, gas prices are, are rising, which is interesting. Grocery prices are, ever? are rising. I, I, everything's I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of turmoil happening in the world. I, I, I could list the number of things, but I don't think we have time. Um, so, I, I mean, I I hope. 
I hope things are a little more peaceful for, for not me, but everyone in five years. Um, I, I hope that I can keep making music as my, as my primary job. Uh, I, I hope I'm still doing that in five years when, when my son goes back, when my son starts school and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't have a kid to watch during the day. I hope I, I hope I still get to do this rather than have him go, having to go back to work full time. You know, I, I would like to keep, I would like to keep moving onward and upward in with this career. Um, but other than that, I I hope not much changes because uh, I'm pretty happy. Good for you. Well, that, that's a blessing to be in a place where you're happy. And it's funny because people say, you know, money won't buy happiness. And I say, well, no, but when you've got everything that makes you happy, a lot of money or a little bit more money would certainly make it easier and make it better. So, well, um, exactly. And it's not, and you know, and for me, it's not about, you know, I, I mean, would it be like really cool to be like the musical guest on SNL famous? Yeah, sure. It would. But at, at the same time, you know, just to have, have enough income as a musician to be able to do what I love and take care of my family, I think is uh, that's, that's, that's the goal at the end of the day. Right. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on the show. It's great catching up, and hopefully uh, we can meet in person again uh, like we did the first time that we met and have a beer together and uh, get a chance to see you play live. Thank you so much, Katie Topham, for doing Musicians FAQ this week. You are welcome, Stuart. Thank you so much for having me, and I am looking forward to sitting down and having that beer with you. Sounds great. Enjoy your day. You too. Thank you. Take and give with you Lost and found Work around Standing up and back and down That's all we do You don't have to ask me to stay Cause I ain't walking I just don't feel like loving me Hey, this is Katie Topham, and you're listening to Musicians FAQ on 102.7 CKMS Radio Waterloo with your host, Stuart McKee. It was just the other day, 
said we were here to stay You'll be here by noon to sweep me off my feet Noon turned to five o'clock Got your text, said we need to talk Plans changed again, please wait for me On any given day, I can be a crier But today I'll save my tears Cause you're a real good liar Make me tired What's a girl like me to do? back-to-back songs with Katie Topham. The first one was I Just Don't Feel Like Loving You. That was actually co-written with her dad, Jamie Warren. And the second one is called Tired. Another amazing song. This one was written by Carrie DeMayer. I got one more song for you today by Katie, and that's going to wrap up our show. What an absolute pleasure it was talking to you. Such a great person. Such an amazing talent. Such a beautiful singer. If you got a chance to see her live, make sure you do that. Can't wait for that album to come out. And this last song by Katie Topham is called Haven't Done That in a While. Thanks for tuning in to Musicians FAQ this week. Don't forget, we're also available on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts. We're here every Monday morning at 10 a.m., and I look forward to having you back again. I haven't been myself since Thursday. I thought you ought to know. Or maybe it's been longer. I just need to talk things over Try to sort it out Someone who understands And she smiled at me And said I knew that he was dumb He was always the lucky one Days since you've been gone Seemed a little longer 
Thank you for listening to Musicians FAQ Podcast with your host, Stuart McKee. We're here every week with great Canadian musical artists 